Hi everyone, Dave here. Uh, thanks for joining me for another episode of Legends of the Spire. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, we are getting near the end of the season now, but I have got another former Spireite for you to listen to today, as I had a chat with Levi Manchi. Now, Levi's still not very old, but was actually with Chesterfield when we were in League One. Uh, he was part of the club that went down from League One to League Two, all the way to the National League, but was actually part of the youth team for most of that time. He got his chance in the first team when Martin Allen came to the club at the start of our time in the National League and showed his pace and his strength as a centre-forward at that time at the club. Uh, since moving on from Chesterfield, he's played for quite a few clubs in the North East, where he's uh, originally from, and also clubs like Braintree and Brackley, where he is now. Obviously at Brackley, there's a couple of other former Spyrites in George Carline and Adam Rooney there as well. So good to have a catch up with him. We spoke about his time in the youth team at Chesterfield, uh, finding his feet in the first team under Martin Allen, and then had a good chat about the whole COVID era and how difficult it was for a lot of um, National League and semi-professional footballs at that time. As always, uh, just at Spire Legends on Twitter and Instagram and uh, get in touch on Facebook as well. Just give it a search. And we've also got the new issue of Linda's Sandwich Shop coming out shortly, so please do keep an eye out for that. But for now, here we go with this week's interview as I had a chat with Levi Manchi. I was, I was I was looking back and like it feels like yesterday that you were at Chesterfield, but it was actually quite a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, I know. How does it how does it feel for you? Does it feel like a a while ago, or does it feel like a yeah, yeah, it, it feels like a while. Um, I think it's like three years since I haven't, I haven't been at the club now, so yeah, it's been a bit of time. Yeah, yeah, great. So, how did it all kind of start for you then? Because, like, what's your first memory of kicking a ball? Um, you know what, it was like street football to be fair. Um, when I was younger, I just started, started off with like playing with friends and stuff in the street or playing football at school on a playground. Mm. And then, um, it wasn't until like, I was around 10 and like one of the parents just said, like, you're quite a good player. Do you play for a football team? Like, no, for roots, grassroots um, team. And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, do you want to join this team? I think it was called Whitley Bay at the time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember I was excited and stuff, and I went to tell my mum and everything. And like, I think next week I got it all sorted, and I joined the team. And I was it's called Whitley Bay mm-hmm. um, Football Club. And then yeah, I just went to play there, and um, yeah, like I was there for two seasons, and I was just that's how it started. To be fair, were you always you were you always a lot better than everyone else when you were on like street football oh, and stuff like? Do you always have, have a it's few funny, skills? I remember my first game, my first match. Um, I was playing on a wing, I think, and I just had like I scored three goals. And then um the manager at the time, I think it was like Graham Fenton. Um he's at Blythe now. And um he just put me up front and then from there I just been a striker ever since. And so, yeah, just been a striker ever since. And to be fair, I was taller like than most of the kids when I was younger. Like I always been four from a young age. Did you so, did you have your growth spurt really early then? Because I'm six yeah, foot five yeah, and I yeah. had my growth spurt, I think, when I was about nine. So at every school photo, yeah. I'm like much bigger than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I always been tall from young. Like... I suppose I suppose it helps, doesn't it, when you're in a way when yeah, you're really going into does. football, especially when you're it's a, like a bit more hustle and bustle and, and stuff as yeah. a as a kid, you can kind of throw yourself around a bit more. I suppose yeah, kind advantage of... ever since being young, just being tall. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So who would your like 
inspirations be then either on the pitch or off it um inspirations um Ronaldinho you know mm -hmm. um younger I used to watch a lot of him with his skills and stuff he just he was like fearless just taking people on playing football with passion and stuff you know and it was just like it was nice to watch and like yeah I just always rated him as my favorite player mm. He kind of makes it look easy, doesn't it? Yeah, he does with all the tricks and stuff. Yeah, it was just crazy how he does it. Like, yeah. I think how he does it and stuff, you know. And who who do you like now? Who, who do I like, like now? Um, uh, good one, you know. There's a lot of good footballers out there. Um, I probably have to say Ibrahimovic, you know. Mm -hmm. Like... He's like he's still playing now, you know, and he's like forty-one, and he's still scoring goals. He's got that mentality where yeah. he doesn't care. Do you know what I mean? Fearless. That's what I like about him. So I'll probably look at him as my favorite fo footballer now, or Haaland as well. Like he's someone I'm looking up to as well. I mean, he's quite young, but he's the way he's playing. Do you know what I mean? He's good as well. So it started like Walls End Boys Club uh, that I saw with you. Uh, yeah, I definitely played. Yeah, Sorry, after yeah. after Whitley Bay. Yeah, after I uh, left Whitley Bay, I went to Wolves and Boys Club, and then I was there for like two seasons. Because that's like a that's like a proper, uh, like infamous, famous uh, kind of youth setup, isn't it? A lot of the players yeah. there kind of go on to those big northeast clubs, don't they? And this yeah. um, Tony Lawmer, who played for Chesterfield back in the day, that kind of started mm. at Wolves and Boys Club. So how was it? How was it like then, kind of going to that? Because I imagine it's the kind of Place where um, there's lots of scouts, kind of. Yeah, uh, it was good. One of the reasons I went, I heard that like a lot of people like went on, on like went on to play like further in the game, you know. Um, so I just went there and see how it was, you know. It was close at home as well, so like it was no brainer for me to go there. So when I was there, I just just went there with like the lads and stuff, and I was just enjoying my football there, you know, mm. and. The the top side like in grassroots um, when I when I joined there so yeah it was good and obviously like those few times scouts came and stuff to watch games like I went in Middlesbrough and Newcastle while at my time at there but I didn't end up signing for them so I just mm -hmm. didn't stick that was and still so yeah but no I was good at where was and boys club it was good did you score plenty there. What was your scoring like, rate like? Um, I did, you know, I, I scored quite a lot. To be fair, <laughs> how many, how many, how many did you used to get in a season? You used to get a good. Uh, um, I used to score a lot in grassroots, probably like twenty something like that. Mm. Um, grassroots, it was just like because obviously the team was so good. We used to win like three 0 four 0 like you know what I mean. So like basically, most of the players were scoring every game. Yeah. yeah. So then, how did the whole kind of trials go then to kind of get yourself into a into like a, a another youth setup? Because obviously you came to Chesterfield yeah. in, and it was like, was it the seventeen eighteen season? Was it around around then? Maybe we were in League One at the time, were we? Yeah, I joined when they were League One. Chesterfield in League One. Um, I think I was playing for school boys or something like that. Um, and I remember after the game, like. One of my coaches um, from Wolves and Boys Club, Tommy Chesterfield, were interested in in me or uh, Sheffield United, and I remember Sheffield United told me they want to look at me for like um, a month or something for trials, and Chesterfield said they would take like within two weeks. So, mm. 
I didn't know anything between the club at the time because it was League One. I didn't know anything about teams then. So mm. I was just like, oh, let me just go to Chesterfield, you know what I mean? And then I went there and I remember I played um, a game against Leicester uh, City. Um, I don't know, school boys or the academy, but um, I remember like I scored a goal there and um, I had a good game. And then I got invited back to play more games with uh, Chesterfield. So I went back, um, played another game, and it went well. And after the, after the game, I remember the academy manager, who's called Mark Smith, said they wanted to offer me a, a youth team contract. So I'll, I remember I was delighted and over the moon and said, yeah, I'll be happy to take it. Yeah. And, and like, I've heard a lot of stories from a lot of players that go on loads of trials with loads of different clubs. And it kind of almost gets to that point where they're like, oh, is someone just going to offer me something? Because like, oh, we'll take yeah. you for another week, we'll take you for another week, and then another club for another week and stuff like that. And I suppose it can be frustrating if you just want to get settled somewhere and, and yeah. get going. So that must have been nice to be able to get yeah. the opportunity to just join pretty quickly. Yeah, I was fortunate that I joined quickly because that's when I think I literally joined after I left school. So, you know what I mean? Like, it was good for me. Did you ever have like a backup plan? Were you ever going to do anything else apart from football or was that it? <laughs> not really, you know, to be fair, not really. Um, I think I was just thinking about uni at the time. Like, I think if uni, like, football didn't go right, then I'm going to have to go to college or, you know. Did you have an idea of what you might have done? Not really, no. Yeah. Probably something like sports science, scientist or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Grand. So... What was it like then joining? So how did it work in terms of coming to Chesterfield? Did they stick you up in Diggs or something, yeah, or something did, like that? They stuck me in Diggs with um, two first-year pros in my first season. And I was staying, uh, obviously, in Diggs. And then, um, yeah, I was just, like, obviously training with the youth team, like, I think some, like, Monday to Wednesday, and then some days off, and then, obviously, games on Saturdays and stuff. Mm. So you were actually with like first year pros then at the uh when I was in Diggs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I was in Diggs with like first year pros. That's cool. Was it it was kinda of nice then? It's not nice to move away from home, isn't it? And <laughs> um yeah. It it was at first it was tough, you know what I mean? Like being away from home because that was my first time in my career. Mm. And then um eventually you get used to it. And obviously if you're doing well in football as well, it, that sort of helps. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just like grown out of it and just got used to it and it's just become normal. So were you under, so you mentioned then you were under Mark Smith, was it at the, at the Yeah, time? yeah. So what was he like as like a, a mentor? As um, a <laughs> I remember like, to be fair, I was sort of scared when I first met him, you know what I mean? Like, seemed like a serious guy, but <laughs> when you get to know him, like he's kind and caring, you know what I mean? It helps you a lot and stuff and um yeah he had a big part of my football with um helping me you know what i mean he told me like i got the ability and stuff you gotta believe in yourself and um yeah i just took every word he told me and just took it on board and yeah just went on with it yeah because i've heard a lot of players they talk about you know having that coach or that person that yeah kind of believes in you it's important yeah. to have someone isn't it you can have self-belief yourself i suppose yeah, of course, but yeah to have someone else that kind of believes in you as well it kind of can take you to that next level, can't it? Yeah. So, so were you and did you do much training with the with the first team 
around them? Um, Were you kind of a, around them, bumping into them or anything like that? I think my first season as a first-year scholar, I trained like once or something with the first team. And then after that, I didn't really see much first team until like um, my second year um, youth team, like Claire. Um, as a scholar, sorry. And yeah, like I was just training a lot, like, um, with them then. Like, second year, that's when I started training with them a lot. Sorry. Yeah, because it was like league. Obviously, it was a bit of a turbulent time, wasn't it? <laughs> at the, at the yeah, club, man, like, we've went two, two consecutive relegations. Down yeah, I remember. To the National yeah. League. I, I mean, being... sorry. Yeah, like, it, it must, like, there was times as well, wasn't there, when the, atmosphere with the fans and stuff was getting a bit toxic because of the ownership and all that all that kind of stuff i mean what was it like kind of launching yourself into that um it was weird to be fair i remember like being a balls boy sometimes just watching a game we were losing stuff it was like tough you know what i mean and i remember was it when wickham went up and like i think it was the last game of the season and i just remember that atmosphere there was wasn't good as well um yeah, man. Was, I don't know. It was just, it was just weird looking at it young. You know what I mean? Mm. I suppose the manager that kind of spotted you or gave you a big opportunity, I suppose, was Martin Allen, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Um, so obviously, he came in at the start of the eighteen nineteen season, which was when we were um, first started in the national league. Yeah. Um, and like he was a he was funny. I mean, he used to do all of those like announcements for players on on the website and stuff like that. I mean, what yeah. was he like? What was he like as a, as a guy day to day? Um, he was, he was different. Probably all the managers I have, he was a different manager. Um, but he was funny, man. He was like, he would come and talk to people and stuff. You know what I mean? He was like, give you information, what to do and stuff. Um, he was like, just give your best and stuff. You know what I mean? Give your all. And, uh, the times I was talking to him, he just like when he would see me, he would just be like, "Oh, hello" and stuff. You know what I mean? And then ask me how my games are going and stuff. And um, yeah, but I think the um, the one time where I was like, "Oh, this guy," like he was sort of different. It was when he offered me like my pro contract after a game behind doors. I think it was against um, Lincoln City um, reserves or something like that, and. Um, Obviously, after that game, like, we won. I think it was, like, 2-1. And then, like, he put me in his office and um, he was like, you played well that game. And I remember sitting down and I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. And then he just looked at me for a few seconds and stared at me. And um, he was like, um, yeah, like, keep on doing well and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And all, and all that. And um, then he came back and then he was like, how would you like a poor contract? And I was like... I was like, what? And um, I didn't think of it at first, what he said. And then he said, like, how would you like a poor contract? And he was like, yeah, man, I would love that. You know what I mean? I didn't know what to say. I was like, yeah, yeah of course. You know what I mean? And then, um, yeah, from there, um, it just went well and stuff. And I think from there, I started training more with the first team. Just imagine if you'd have said, nah, not bother, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did seem like a like a funny chap. I did ask him a, a while ago whether he wanted to come on the podcast, and he went someday. Yeah. I think he replied just with like, "Someday I will tell my story." 
Yeah. Take care, Martin. <laughs> so he did seem like a like a funny guy. And obviously like the the style under Martin Allen was quite direct, I think it's probably fair to yeah, say. So I suppose yeah. that's where probably he saw he saw some qualities in you in terms yeah. of your your build and your strength and your mm. pace and stuff like that that could be quite useful in the team. Yeah. Yeah, he just like um he said I was like strong, he thought I was fast. And then obviously he seen something in me. I remember if you said like when I was in his office, he was like, One day you'll be a championship player. And I was just looking at him, I was like, what? He was like, one day you'll be a championship player. And then I just used to think like, yeah, 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 just take mm-hmm. it on, you know what I mean? Didn't yeah, know what, yeah. not, um, to say to him. But I will just be like, yeah. And um, yeah, man, he was just like, when he's, I remember when he said, oh, I'll be starting and stuff. He was like, don't be afraid. Just go there and express yourself like you, you do on a youth team. And then I think all of that helped me a bit when I was playing first team because I wasn't was too worried to make his mistakes. So yeah, I remember him just telling me all that. And I read that it was um, a youth, t- like a, a youth team reserve match uh, yeah. where you were playing, and he, he like told he told them to take you off at half time because you were yeah. like playing in the next next match. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think I got a hat trick that game, or something, and um, <laughs> I got taken off half time. And I remember I was angry, and I was like, "Why am I coming off?" And then. Someone's told me, oh, because you're doing too well and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, fair enough. And I've got no. to say, like, as as like a supporter, we always like to see people that have come through yeah. the youth team then to get a chance on the pitch. And there was yeah. loads of, like, at the time, there was, like, uh, Jamie Sharman and there was Luke Rawson and yeah. other people like that that were kind of really good prospects as well that were kind of starting yeah. to be given kind of chances as well. Was it mm-hmm. was it kind of nice between you all to to start? Yeah, of course. Those like, it made us more comfortable, you know what I mean? Because like obviously with them amongst us, like you you wouldn't feel as as shy, do you know what I mean? So it felt a bit more comfortable, you know, like Jamie being there and Luke being there. So it helped us a bit more. But yeah, it was just it was nice, man, like seeing your friends coming up with you as well. Yeah, yeah. And and what was the first appearance? First appearances like then? What what was it like? Kind of getting the getting the chance? Was it just something you wanted to kind of? I suppose you want to make an impression as much as you can yeah. you on those. I, I I remember I just thought like just do the best I can. Do you know what I mean? Like try not make as many mistakes. That was my first initial thought. Try not make as many mistakes. You know what I mean? Because obviously at the time we used to get a decent um, crowd of fans. You know what I mean? And mm. I remember I thought, oh, how am I going to be? Am I going to be shy? Do you know what I mean? But I remember, like, when I went on there, like, I remember the fans just saying, like, my name and, like, you know what I mean? Something cheering on when I get, uh, get the ball and, like, it motivated me more to do well. Mm. So, yeah, that helped a lot. But, yeah, I, I just thought, try not make as many mistakes and do what I can, do you know what I mean, to impact the game. Mm. And I've spoken to loads of players where they talk about, almost being like a different character, different person yeah. on the pitch as they are off. Is is like that that the same with you? Do you do you find that you change into a slightly different person when you go on the pitch or is it pretty similar um, to you? Nah, I'll say I'm quite the same to be fair. Um quite the same. Like I'm easy going, do you know what I mean? Like off the pitch, I'm just quiet. I I like to say sometimes I'm on, on a pitch like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm quiet, but I wouldn't talk as much. Hmm. 
But see if I like got opportunity like on goal, I'll shout. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll let let my voice be heard. But I'll say I'm the same on and off the pitch. Hmm. So you don't get involved in any of those <laughs> in any of those games be between centre halves and stuff like that. I imagine you've had some in your time. Yeah, yeah, been... I had. You got you got to just laugh back. That's their game plan is trying to get mm-hmm. in your head. Um, just trying to like get you sent off or something. You know what I mean? Like. Centre backs always got jokes or something, so you just literally got to laugh with them. And when you do that, like they can tell that you know you can take their banner, and you know you just get along with it. Yeah, and like at that time under Martin Allen, obviously it, it we had like how many successive draws was it? Nine successive draws. Yeah, it was just like it felt at the time we just it started off pretty well. I think we won like the first three games or something that season, but mm-hmm. then we had these run of successive draws that we just couldn't seem to buy a win. What's it like yeah. when you're kind of part of that squad and you just you're getting those one ones or two twos or nil nils and it's just um, the extra. It was it was frustrating to be honest, like because you want to win, but then again, like when we got the draws, we had to look on a positive side. You know what I mean? But um, to be fair, I, I just remember when I was young, I was just happy to be around the squad and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to get opportunity, so I didn't really think too much of it at the time but it was frustrating like a monster squad yeah, yeah. and and then obviously Martin Allen left yeah quickly and then John Pemberton came in for a yeah. little bit for one of his first spells had you kind of worked with him a little bit previous yeah he was he was um when Mark Smith left he was my next academy uh, manager and obviously he knew what abilities I had what my strength and weakness was and obviously, when he was manager, like he rung me and Luke up trainings more t- most times, and um, yeah, he was just like you get your chance. Do you know what I mean? Um, just keep on working and stuff. But I don't know if it like with results the way they were going and stuff. Like he needed to rely on someone like more experienced as strikers. So I think after that, like I didn't see first team football again. So I think I went back with the eighteens. And then after that, I remember going on loan to, was it Stavely? Something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, first team. That must have been frustrating then when you've, because I mean, I suppose like a, a lot of things in football, it can be as much as luck as talent, can't it? In terms yeah. of like, if you lose a manager or or something like that, it can all be like starting again can't it which mm-hmm. must must be frustrating because we had both John Pemberton yeah. and then John Sheridan came back as well and they obviously all yeah. want to do their own thing and bring mm-hmm. in their own players and stuff like that it must be frustrating when you're yeah. kind of making it out like that I mean when I was younger I remember like I was frustrated not getting game time because I was thinking like I can prove and show you what I can do you know what I mean but I think I remember like having a conversation like with John Sheridan um he was like, he needs someone up front to hold the ball more. And obviously, I was young. Like, my hold-up play wasn't the best. And obviously, they need a central striker to like, have a hold-up play to hold the ball up. So, at the time, I was frustrated. But then again, I, I understand. But all I, all I could do was just, every time I get a chance to train, and just show what I could do. Hmm. So, for anyone uh, that kind of didn't, see you over that period where where would you put your like strengths as a player um i'd probably say pace and physicality you know i'm tall 
And I'll probably say my feet as well. Like, people just see me as, like, a vocal point, like, centre center striker, like, just, a, like, give the ball and pin. But, like, I'm good with my feet. I'm agile for being a tall guy. Mm. So, yeah, I would say that's my strength, to be honest. And i got a strong shot as well. I, I suppose that's the thing about being tall, isn't it? Is that some yeah. people sign you because they think you might be good, <laughs> good at things yeah, that like, are not necessarily your strengths? Yeah, most places I go, people are like, are you like a defender or something? And I'm like, no, nah, centre forward. And like when I tell them, they look like, really surprised. Hmm. Yeah, I'm centre forward, but to my feet, not with, not to my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, so how did you kind of find it then at Chesterfield as a whole? Because obviously you were there for a good, a, a good while, wasn't it? And, and it was like, yeah. in, it wasn't a tumultuous kind of time around the club but um, <clears> did you like kind of like it around the town then and around the rest of the rest yeah, of the players like, and stuff like that it seemed like Chesterfield's like it seemed like home to me that like, I was enjoying my time around there and obviously I had my friends at the time from youth team so it wasn't like I was lonely I could like go out and see my friends sometime I'll go to Sheffield to see my friends over there so I got used to the place as well like sometimes I still go to Sheffield to like see my friends up there so like I've even been past Chesterfield a few times, so it's it's normal. It's like it's like home. That's where I would say I like I grew up and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you still keep in touch with loads of people then from that? that um, time? not as many, but a few of the boys. Yeah, I still talk to. Yeah, it's it's funny. A load of players talk about having like more like acquaintances than friends. Sometimes in football, you have those people that you're really close to for a while, and then you just yeah. kind of drift apart because you go somewhere else. They go somewhere else, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah, I know what people mean when they say that. Like, like you like to, you t you think you like to get on with everyone, um, and be friends with them. But sometimes in football, like it's just you just be friends with them at a club, and then obviously the friends you're really good with outside a club, um, you have them. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's just tends to be like that in football. I don't think it was, it's never nothing like really personal. Do you know what I mean? And I think it was your, so it was your kind of last season with us as a club. You had that loan spell, didn't you? Was that Blythe when you went yeah. to, on loan yeah. there? So what was it like kind of going up to Blythe then? Um, I remember I was excited. I just uh, remember um, I heard a lot of good stuff about Blythe and it was near home. And I thought, oh, it's another opportunity to do well in football and show people what I can do. So, yeah, I remember just being excited about it. And they're kind of a quite a historic club, aren't they? Obviously, they've been out yeah. of the league and stuff for a while, but there's mm. a lot of history around them. I think Chesterfield once infamously lost an FA Cup game to them uh, yeah. once many years ago. And I, I saw that you... Did you score in the derby, the one against, the uh, one against yeah, Gateshead? Yeah, I came on for like the last 15 minutes and the very last minute I managed to get a goal. And yeah, I remember the fans going crazy over the goal. But yeah... What's it, how do you find it like that whole uh, feeling of scoring a goal? It was good. Um, I think that was like I think that was my first goal, like probably like men's football. Hmm. And um, yeah, I, I just remember the feeling. I just remember to myself, I just want to score more goals and do well. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that betters it? Kind of scoring a goal, I'd kind of. I'd just love one appearance and one goal for Chesterfield. That'd be that'd be fine for yeah. me. Yeah, 
always, I always remember playing for Chesterfield. I always remember saying, I just want to get that first goal. Like, I used to have, like, dreams, of, you know what I mean? Just saying, oh, one day I'll, I'll score a goal there, do you know what I mean? But unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. Maybe one day, we don't know. Hey, but... Yeah, you never know. It's <laughs> These things happen. And, yeah. uh, and like, so, yeah, you had that spell at, at Blythe, and then you've kind of... Um... You kind of did Darlington, didn't you? And then back to mm -hmm. Blythe for a bit. Yeah. So there's quite a few clubs are obviously around the northeast, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um so which which if if we were as fans gonna go and have a have a day trip away yeah. to, to one of these clubs at one of your former clubs, which one would mm -hmm. you which one would you say I should go and visit? Uh I'll say Blythe. Um I'll say Darlington's Darlington's a nice ground, don't get me wrong, but it's life, man. It's something just different there, you know what I mean? So, like, during that COVID period, mm. obviously it was so stop, start, stop, start, stop, start because of everything yeah. that was happening. And then there was fans at the stadiums, then there wasn't, and then you could play and then you couldn't. Uh, yeah. Like, as as someone in their early 20s just wanting to play and score goals, that must have been really frustrating. <clears throat> yeah, literally. That's all I want to do is just try to score goals and show what I could do. Um, yeah, during the COVID season, it was tough. Um, but you just, like, had to, like, keep on going, you know what I mean? Not let it get to you. Mm. How did you find it with... Because, obviously, there was a lot of players, like, at, at uh, kind of National League level, there were people that were furloughed for a bit and then people that were just let go from clubs because they had yeah. no income and stuff like that. It must have been, <clears throat> it must have been strange for a lot of clubs around that period. Yeah, it, it was tough. Um, uh, fortunately for me, I think I was still getting paid during the times that like, there was no effect on my wages and stuff. So I was quite lucky, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was it was tough, you know what I mean? It had like players worried and stuff, like what's going to happen and stuff. I mean, like, obviously, I was young and um, I was still in, in accommodation, so I didn't really have to worry about rent at the time, like being 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. It was just. It. It was tough, man. But obviously, you just had to go through it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then obviously we had the spell where there were no crowds at <clears> all. <throat> <laughs> that was just. It was. It was odd because like as fans watching on streams and stuff like that, you could yeah hear everything that was going off and like. Yeah. I think it was I think it was maybe George Carline actually when I was talking to him mm -hmm. where he was saying like there were goals that he scored throughout that period that like as a team you didn't really like celebrate them as much because there were no fans there it, it kind of felt a bit odd yeah it, it did um, without the fans there I don't know it just felt weird um, it just I don't know it just didn't feel as the same and as well like I'll probably say when I played when the fans weren't around like I don't know. I like feel like a bit of pressure off as well. Mm. If that makes sense. But, um, yeah, during COVID time, it was just weird. Yeah, yeah. And so you've had kind of uh, you're obviously at Brackley now. Yeah. Uh, you had like spells at like Braintree and clubs like that um, mm -hmm. before. So there's a bit of up and down the country. Uh, yeah. Kind of have to go and find the opportunities, don't you? Uh, yeah. Where the land? Do you just kind of? It, you sound like the kind of character you are. You're kind of pretty, pretty relaxed and easy going about having to take opportunities elsewhere and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously being at Blythe and Darlington, 
um, already been there. So I had to like find somewhere else. So um, this season, um, I literally left my job and then obviously I joined like some agent and um, basically told me a few teams I can go try to. So I went there, I think I went to Chorley, I went to Ketron for training. Um, and then I just remember like Braintree pop, popped up and then I got told there was only like two players from last season who were on contract. So like there wasn't no main striker whatsoever. There wasn't many players. So in my head, I thought it was no brainer to go over and try to take my chance there for opportunity. And the first pre-season game there, I managed to get two goals. And then the next game, I think I scored again. I think out of like five games, I managed to get four goals. And then eventually I was offered a contract. And yeah, um, start of season, I remember playing, um, I think it was Dulwich Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And um, we lost that game. And then next game, we played what I haven't or something like that. And then I managed to get a goal from there. And then from there, majority of the games, I was like playing like 90 minutes and stuff. So it was good. Like just getting experience again, playing back. And then, yeah, I was fortunate to start scoring some goals. And then um, eventually Brackley, this manager, came through the way and then I ended up joining there. And pretty, like so far, I'm, I think I'm doing all right. So yeah, it's good. So did that kind of brain tree... Uh, into Brack move, they felt like quite important moves then, because because obviously you need to be. Uh, it sounds like you're looking pretty settled uh, yeah, at the moment, was, scoring a good amount of goals as well. Yeah, it was very important. To be fair, um, I probably say this is probably my best season at like, scoring. Like, um, like before this season, I wasn't playing football for like two seasons. Like probably ever since I left Chesterfield, it was fine half find a like find a team and be settled in for the whole season but I never managed to do that until this season mm. and yeah I'll probably say this season is more supporting because I'm getting older and stuff you know what I mean I'm going to show people what I can do and um yeah just probably my best season so far so far I've got like 13 goals so just got to keep on going and see how it goes at the end yeah and I, I suppose especially as a striker it's just all about getting into a rhythm, isn't it? And yeah, it's hard, yeah, hard to do that if you kind of bits here, bits there and, and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas we get a settled team and you get a rhythm as a striker, mm-hmm. it can go anywhere, can't it? Yeah, I think like once you get like the first goal, the second, you just, it helps you, you know, you got your confidence back. And I think every game I go into, I just think just do what I can do, like my best ability and don't be afraid of nothing, do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, the other team's human like you, do you know what I mean? Anything mm-hmm. can happen. So I'm just trying to like take the fear out and just enjoy it. And and obviously I've kept I've kept an eye on Brackley throughout the season because mm-hmm. you're there yeah. and, and George is there and there's Adam Rooney there and there's a lot yeah. of familiar faces for Chesterfield fans. And it's obviously National League North, isn't it? So you've yeah. uh, a lot of like familiar clubs uh, around us as well. Um, yeah, is it a nice, nice little setup at uh, at Brackley? They seem to have a good thing going, and obviously doing really well in the yeah. table. Yeah, it's a nice place, man. The fans are great as well. Um, the facilities there as well is good. Um, if anyone came to me and said like, "How's the club?" I would advise them go there hundred percent all day. So what's the so what's the plans for the rest of the season? And then, then I suppose it's to just kind of chase that playoff spot, is it? 
Yeah, the um, the plan is um uh, sorry playoff spots yeah, and obviously try to get promoted. So then, what's what's your plans kind of further forward? Then I suppose there's there's loads of uh like former Chesterfield strikers that have mm-hmm. um kind of coming at the club as youth players and then ended up moving on for whatever reason and then kind of building up mm-hmm. a career and ended up higher than Chesterfield. I suppose it's yeah it's kind of your aim. Uh, eventually to get in that rhythm and then shoot up the leagues, I'm guessing? Yeah, just right now, just getting game time experience and showing people what I can do and try to get as high as possible I can, you know what I mean? But right now, my main is try to get promoted um, with Brackley and see where we go from there.